so much. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for being here. I want you to do me a favor back there, ushers. I want you to lift those blinds. It's a little gloomy in here today. Lift those blinds up. I want to see everybody's face. Are you sitting by somebody pretty? Just shout amen if you are. Mm-hmm. Husbands, that was your chance to stand up. Act all Pentecostal right then, buddy. That would have been the time. We're glad you're here today. Uh, thank you for coming on Easter Sunday. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to spend a little time talking about... Are you okay, buddy? Thank you, Paul. All right. I, I'm glad that was the pedals and not you. I want you to say it with me. All hell, King Jesus. I'm going to say it again. All hell, King Jesus. In Scripture, Jesus has many titles. Master, Lord, Savior, Messiah, the Christ, the Lamb of God. But today, I want to focus on the one we just sung about, the King. The king. I want to speak for just a few moments today on what kind of king is this. So 33 years before the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what we celebrate today, 2,000 years later, 33 years before the actual resurrection, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary in Luke chapter 1, and he told her, you're going to give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus He will be very great. He will be the son of God. And then he says, and he's also going to be the king. And his kingdom will never end. Now fast forward 30 years later, where Jesus is beginning his earthly ministry. The word's getting out about him. He's performed some miracles. And people start showing up. And the Bible says in John chapter 12, that a multitude of people showed up Because they wanted to see Jesus. So here is the king of Israel about to ride in majestically into Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel. All right, make sense? So here's the king. Everybody is gathered together. And look what the scripture says in John 12 and 12. And the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and they went down the road to meet him and they shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And watch what they say here, hail to the king of Israel. Everybody say that with me. Hail to the king of Israel. Does this sound like a king's welcome to you? How many would agree? This sounds like a king's welcome. All of the people coming out, throwing clothes on the ground, throwing palm branches, and watch how Jesus responds to this. And the scripture says, and Jesus found a young donkey and rode in on it. Now, I've got a creative mind, you know. I, I see this in animation where it's just like trumpet, just, oh, hell, here comes the king of Israel instead of a white stallion. What kind of king is this? Everybody's gathered together. I know if it was me, y'all, I would have come in on the biggest whites. I would have had one of them big honking Budweiser horses, Okay. I don't know what they're called. I would have been right. How many of that would how you would have showed up? Look at your neighbor and say, what kind of king is this? As humorous as it may be, it fulfills a prophecy because it goes on to say that that prophecy 
is this, says, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. A king that rides on a donkey? What kind of king is this? That prophecy is found in Zechariah. He says, rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous. How many like a righteous king? He is victorious. How many like a victorious king? And yet he is humble. How many love a humble king? Riding on a donkey. Righteous, victorious, and yet humble. What kind of king is this? He's the kind of king who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. He leaves the kingdom in which he rules over everything and enters this kingdom as nothing. Everything to nothing. What kind of king is this? And he does it by taking on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Look at me. The king becomes the servant. What kind of king is this? A king who instead of demanding to be served, serves his subjects. Look at the scripture says in John, in Mark, 10 and 45, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matter of fact, he tells his followers, I no longer call you servants. Instead, I have called you friends. A king that calls his followers his friends. Look at your neighbor if you know what I'm about to ask you. What kind of king is this but he's not done he doesn't just call his followers friends which is a big deal amen to go from calling someone a slave to calling someone a friend but he doesn't just stop there i want you to get this today first john three and one see what great love the father has lavished upon us how many love that word don't you love lavished he didn't he didn't sprinkle a little bit on you didn't ration it out. He lavished his love on us that we should be called the children of God. And I love this next line. And that is what we are. I want somebody to get a revelation on Easter Sunday morning. Jesus Christ did not show up for you just to get out of hell and into heaven. If so, you would have gone from being a slave to being a servant. Jesus Christ came that you could have life and have it more abundantly, which means he doesn't want you just being a servant. He wants you to be a friend, but he doesn't just want you to be a friend. He wants you to be family. I'm going to say there's a difference in friends and family. Uh Uh-huh. Y'all are my friends, but y'all not coming to my house to eat today, okay? Yeah. That's just for family. And you're definitely not going to sleep with me tonight, okay? That's for family. Never said thank the Lord for that. Kristen's like, does that include me? No, baby, you still got to sleep with me, all right? That's how it is. But not just family. Look at Galatians, or Romans, I'm sorry, Romans 8.16. It says, since we are children, we are his heirs. What kind of king is this that shows up and lavishes love on me, becomes a servant, and yet 
while he's a servant, he allows me to become an heir and shares his kingdom with me. Gives me a seat at the table. How many would, would stand with, not stand, but how many would raise your hand with me and say, I don't deserve a seat at his table. And yet he does that. He gives me a seat at his table. He gives me the keys to the kingdom. What king does that? Just hands him over. Luke 12 and 32 says, So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. What kind of king gives away their kingdom? The same kind of king that gives away his life. Jesus said this in John 10 and 18, No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. I want you to understand this. The reason Jesus is saying this, sometimes I've read this text before, I kind of see Jesus like, y'all ain't going to take my life. You could read it that way, right? You know who I am, right? Nobody's taking my life. I'm going to lay it down. You know how it is when your mama says, take out the trash. I'm already doing it. You didn't have to ask me. I already did it, okay? That's kind of how I've read that. But a new revelation on this is, to me, is the reason he says this is because he knows there's no blessing when somebody takes something from you. But there's a blessing when you give it freely. Come on, that's better than that little golf hand clap. Come on, amen. You want abundant life happen in your world? Just do what Jesus does. Be a giver. Be generous. Lavished his love upon us. And he said, I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. I love the fact that Jesus laid his life down and gave his kingdom away. He was not overthrown. It was not a coup. His enemies didn't get together and say, come on, let's take it back from him now. Instead, he freely and willingly laid his life down and was crucified. What kind of king is this that would die the death of the worst criminal? And they mockingly nailed a sign to the top of his cross which said, King of the Jews. And little did they know how true they were. But unlike an earthly king, his reign did not end at his death. Every other king you've ever known, their reign ends as soon as they die. Instead, his was just beginning. And it will never, ever, ever end. What kind of king is this? And I love what John says in Revelation, takes it a step further. He says in Revelation 19, And then I saw the heaven open, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. And verse 16, And on his robe at his thigh was written this title, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's not just king of Israel. He's king of every king you've ever heard of. Amen. What kind of king is this? That's who we celebrate today. Look at your second favorite neighbor and say, what kind of king is this? 
Some of you didn't do it because you felt guilty, didn't you? Well, apologize to him. Say, I'm sorry. (laughs) What kind of king is this? I'm going to tell you the kind of king it is. It's the kind of king that wants to be your king. Out of all the kingdoms that he rules and reigns over, there's only one that he's really after. And that's yours. I don't know where you stand in your relationship with Jesus Christ, how you see Him, but I want to help you change the way you see Him today. He does not just want to be your Savior. He wants to be your King. Because a King just pulls you out of one, a Savior pulls you out of one thing and puts you into another safe situation. But a King rules and reigns, and you have access to everything that he has. Today, Jesus Christ does not want you in a relationship with him where he's just your savior. He wants to be your king. And I hope today I've laid the groundwork for some of you to move into a better relationship with him because sometimes when you see the word king, it kind of has a negative connotation, right? As this, as this person that's just taken over everything. No, he's not that kind of God. He's a king that gives you a choice. What other king gives you a choice? This king does. He gives you a choice to give him what you have. And I love the trade out. Come on. I love the trade out. All I got to do is take my kingdom, my stuff, and give it to him. And he gives me his kingdom. That's a pretty good deal for me. Wouldn't you say? And I would feel sorry for him, but he's God. He knows what he's doing. And I think he can handle it. He takes my sin, my hurt, my bitterness, my anger, my pain, my tragedy, my disappointments, my failure, but also my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my strengths, my passion. He takes them all. And the scripture says this. I read the second part of it a moment ago, but Luke 12 and 31 says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and He will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. And the Scripture says that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner turns their heart to God. You know why? Because Jesus is happy. That's not just the angels. That's Jesus. He finds pleasure. He gets happy to give you the kingdom. He wants to be your king today. He does not just want to be a savior on a cross. He wants to be your king today. Let me pray for you. Would you close your eyes? Lord, I thank you for this Easter Sunday where we celebrate you, who you are, and what you have done. I stand in awe today, Lord, that you, the king of everything, wants to be my king. I stand in awe today that you gave everything to be my king. And all you ask is for me to be willing to do the same. So I'm praying right now, Holy Spirit, that you would do the work that you do so well. You would move on the hearts of these precious people here today. 
Many of them that have not felt love like they need to feel in their life. Many, God, that have never felt the joy that you bring. Many today, God, that have a negative outlook on religion and church and probably especially preachers. Some, Lord, that have walked through one of the worst years of their life. Others that have, are coming out of an incredible season. Wherever they are, Holy Spirit, move on them. Move on them. No one looking around today. Those of you that have never started a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I want to give you an opportunity to do so today. You may be one of those folks that people joke about the Easter and Christmas. That's when you show up to church. Hey, you're not going to feel any guilt here. I'm glad you're here this morning. We do have church next week. We'd love for you to come back. But wherever you are in your relationship, whether you've never started one before, you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord, we're going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to do that. I have a feeling, though, there's a number of you that have asked Jesus to be your Savior. You've asked Him to be your Lord, but you've never really confessed Him to be your King. Granted Him access to all the places of your heart. Because I can tell you, that's the kingdom He's really after this morning. In just a moment, we're going to pray a prayer together as a church. You're not going to have to pray it alone. But I want to see who you are and where you are. Again, no one looking around, just me, Jesus, and the angels. And I have a feeling the angels are getting confetti ready today. If that's you this morning and you want to make a fresh start with Jesus Christ, whether for the first time or for the first time in a long time, I want you to raise your hand up high. Come on, raise your hand up really high. Not a little bit. Come on, really, really high today. I want to make a commitment that Jesus Christ is my King. Come on, even higher. He said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. Come on, I love seeing these hands go up on Easter Sunday morning. Thank you, Jesus. Right back here, I see you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. All hail Jesus. All hail Savior of the world. All hail Jesus. All hail Savior of the world. Come on now. Some of you are about to pray the greatest prayer you've ever prayed in your life. I want every single person in this room to stand up. Come on, let's stand up. Yeah. You excited, Danny? This is why we do what we do right here. Right here. I want every single person in this room to raise your right hand just as high as you can. Come on, up high. Those of you that worked with us at Do Good Friday, you may have to take your left hand and raise up your right hand. That's fine. 
Come on. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus Christ, thank you for being my Lord, for being my Savior. Today, I acknowledge that you are my King. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my abilities and my failures. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your blood and fill me with your spirit. Help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and eternal life. In the mighty name of Jesus, 